na 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 Still digging it. <laughs> yeah, so there was a white tail over the holler, and me and Jake was sneaking up. <laughs> Welcome to True Patriot Podcast, episode thirty-nine. It's happening, Jake. Oh, it's another another great week. Happy to be so, here. <laughs> we're doing a Saturday recording, which is very rare. Yeah. So I'm yeah. in good. I'm in great spirits. If you can't tell, yeah. I'm yes, like, this is a great. <laughs> it feels like we still have the whole weekend ahead of us. So much yeah. to do. Usually we're rolling in with the Sunday scaries, and we're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in yeah. high spirits right now. Yeah, it um, should be a pretty fun loose episode. I like yeah. it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, how was your week? It was good. It was good. Uh, we made it. We made it through. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to see that. The boys, I tell you what, I talked about that trampoline last week, and <laughs> yeah, I I've never seen them this excited. They're actually getting along because they're playing together on the trampoline. It is wonderful. I can't believe it. Well, it only took um, you freaking five months to put it together. Yeah, Since I it- know. I should have, <laughs> dude. If I would have known it was going to be like this, I would have put it up on Christmas Day. And <laughs> out out there in the snow. <laughs> so I usually re-listen to the episode once after yeah. the week, and then I I didn't catch it when you said it initially, <laughs> and then I was re-listening. And you said you put that trampoline up that they got for Christmas. <laughs> 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 I thought when I was listening back, I was like, "Geez, man, ain't no wonder like Henry's puking well, on it and stuff." Well, uh, <laughs> he didn't puke on it anymore, um, but. He did find he did find a new pooping spot, and that's underneath the trampoline. Oh, I was just thinking <laughs> that. Yeah. And we uh, we caught him in the act. We look out the kitchen window, and there he is squatting underneath. So, oh wow! Um, I think I think we might have it a little bit more under control now because uh, we made him clean it up. He had to go out there and and clean it up this time. So I bet he was pissed. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he was awful upset by it, but we'll see. He that was uh, last Monday, maybe, and he he hasn't had an incident since. So you guys are like taming a wild animal. Uh, He's kind of like reminds me of my puppy. Yeah, Uh, like he's like he is like a big puppy. (laughs) Like where's the where's the puppy gonna poop next? It's but it's Henry squatting down. He's like a highly functional. That's just funny. Dude, yeah, speaking of that, I mean, the puppy is a terror. Um, yeah. Absolute nightmare. I forgot how hard it was to raise a puppy. I think it's actually easier to yeah. raise humans. Yeah, puppies are no joke. Well, I forgot how much work they were. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. For instance, I got her out of the kennel, and she peed like three times within an hour. It's like every, It's like she needs to pee three times an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is satisfactory. So you can't win. Um, you just can't. Like you cannot possibly let that dog out three times an hour all day. That's how. That's the only way you can match the puppy's uh, bathroom needs, and it's just not possible. It's just exhausting. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's it's it is very challenging. And you like can't reason with it. It's a puppy, right? 
Yeah, she's really bad. She's only nine weeks old. I mean, gosh, you know, yeah. she's doing better than uh, most humans are at that stage in life. But still, it's a lot of work. So it's weird talking on a Saturday. It is. It's not bad though. I like it. I do like it. Um, because I usually ask you what you get, you know, what you got into on the weekend. Uh, did you figure out your Mother's Day plans? Uh, yeah, we're just gonna. Hang out at the house. Uh, hopefully, my wife can get some nice R and R that she has earned. She's well deserved. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's been she's been running ragged the last couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> where we are uh, very busy, and she's mm. she's always on the run, always taking kids. So, uh, you know, we ask a lot of her, just like all moms always have to sacrifice for for the good of the family. Uh, yeah, my wife is no different. So hopefully she gets to take tomorrow and just relax, and we can pamper her a little bit and love on her, and she just has a good day. Oh yeah, um, how are you gonna accomplish all that? Like it's a you got the only way she gets R and R is if you leave with the kids. Maybe we'll figure <laughs> something out. I'll come to your uh, house. My, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I won't be here, but okay, there is a trampoline. So. <laughs> they, they'll love it. The girls have a dance recital tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. They're two and five, and yeah. I know you're not you're not ever going to get to experience this, but it is adorable. It is the cutest thing ever. Hey, do not you. do not assume that Henry will not be doing dance <laughs> at some point. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to assume. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like. There is some boys in the dance. Like, there's some I believe, boys and in Henry, the dance. And Henry would love that. He's that kind of that kind of kid. Uh, he does gymnastics. He absolutely loves it. Does he? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You're just, well. You're just trying to like train him to become like an NFL superstar tackle and well, get that back step to get get a little bit of mobility for the big man. We'll we'll get him there. He wants to play soccer in the fall, so that's where his sports career will start there. That's cool, so, and we'll see if say he has he's... the attention span. Yeah, he's I feel four. Like you, you can really get lost in the field You're in f- the game of soccer. It's a big field. You know what I'm saying? Yes, especially at that age group. Um, it's more, you know, you usually have like one kid that even knows that there's a ball on the field, uh, <laughs> and, and and that's, that's the Gary. Gary. Yeah, and then and then the all the other kids are just kind of, you know, like, either what's going on picking flowers or running to their mom, right? Yeah, like mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there and there and there's like maybe two, like you said, two, one or two kids just going after it, like they know what's what the goal is, and they're just yeah getting after I, the soccer game. I imagine Henry will probably lead the league in flowers picked for mom. <laughs> <laughs> so what about field poops? Is that a concern? Uh, it's it is a slight concern. Yes, yeah, we'll see. I don't think he should be goalie because that's I feel like that's a perfect spot. They're not allowed to have goalies. There's no goalie in kids There's soccer. No, not at this age. Oh Until my gosh, older. <laughs> well, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's hard enough for them to just kick the ball at the small goal. <laughs> <laughs> my sports career didn't start till first grade. What about you? Uh, I played soccer when I was when I was young, probably kindergartenish, right around I, right around Henry's age, I'd say. So I didn't play t ball. Uh, Me neither. I, my my first 
experience with sports was, um, you know, Coach first Pitch. grade ba- Coach Pitch baseball, first yep. grade. Yeah. Yep. Which, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of a lot of kids. I think I think it's the norm to play t ball and start that way, but never did it. No, yeah, I, I I think in my opinion, t ball is a waste of time if you're if you're already able to hit a pitch in the air, right? Which well, Gary yeah. is Gary. Gary can hit a he could hit a pitch last year, so that's why we skip uh, we skip t ball. Um, yeah. So I like what they're doing with his league now. He's playing coach pitch, but. Um, they get five pitches, and if they can't hit one of those five pitches, they bring a tee out and they have to hit it off yeah. the tee. So that's what they're doing. Um, my nephews, he's only uh, I think he's five, yeah. maybe six. no, he's six. He he just been he had his first year of kindergarten this year, okay. but he's in tee ball this spring, and they let him. I mean, it is called tee ball, and they but they throw a couple. I don't know how many pitches it, they throw some pitches first and then if they don't hit it. They put the, bring the T out, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Guess to figure it out one way or another. Uh, yeah. I just never use that T and it worked <laughs> out for me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. When did you start playing football? I mean, that's the big question. No, not till seventh grade. I wasn't allowed to play football till seventh grade. Yeah. So, what do you I, think about your sons? Um, uh, I, I like the flag football, um, especially for Gary. Gary's, you know, he's a year younger. He's supposed to ju- be just finishing kindergarten. Um, yeah. He's the same age as your nephew. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, that's young. but he, he's in first grade, right? Uh, he's so there's ahead flag in school. football. So they have flag football for first and second graders. Well, Gary is by far the smallest kid on the team. Um, yeah. And he, that's something <laughs> that he's going to have to, deal with his entire sports career right they don't play by age they play by grade so um yeah you know, being that this is his first football experience and he's that much smaller than everybody it's kind of it shows a little bit but i definitely don't want him uh out there playing tackle football with kids that are you know twice his size so. i agree with that wholeheartedly um i didn't start well i think clayton started in sixth grade and I was tagging along. My it was my dad's intention that I didn't play until sixth grade as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was tagging along, and I wanted to play. And I was a fourth grader, and yeah. I I remember I wanted to play. I was there watching Clayton practice, and then I saw the kids my age playing. And then I just looked at my dad, and I just started crying. And he said, <laughs> and he said, you know, not till sixth grade, buddy. Blah blah blah. And I just I was just standing there wanting to play so bad and crying. And then he said get out there craig <laughs> then I was the happiest kid in the world and i gotta start playing it in fourth grade and man yeah. I, I was so grateful to be yeah. playing so i could really... i could see something like that happen with henry uh, <laughs> but i don't know yeah. at this point he hasn't really he just started showing interest in soccer uh he hasn't really really cared well, about sports today. up to this point so uh, yeah i mean if he has the interest like you did then uh i'd be more willing to let him play <laughs> tackle football right. alongside gary because right they're, they're the same size you know <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> as far as football goes and especially contact i don't i mean yeah. i think hold them all excuse me as long as you can i mean mm-hmm. there's no point in getting a little kid's head rung uh what's the point no. i mean flag football is fine yeah and 
and and honestly, the kid has to want. You have to want to play football. Like if you're yeah, going definitely. out there and not wanting to play, it, it's not fun. And you, you know, it's yeah. It's he does. Com- he Gary loves football. Henry doesn't really care. Um, I mean, yeah. Gary and I watch football all the time. He's he's always playing games with himself in the backyard, tossing the ball up and making spectacular catches in the backyard <laughs> and stuff like that. So, oh yeah. Yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, he he loves the game. He's just he's a little undersized, and uh, you know that'll come with age. But it's you. You're gonna, gonna have, have to, to tell him. Uh, you're gonna have to tell him what my dad used to tell me. What's that? You you may be. I don't know. Gosh, what do you think, Gary weighs? <laughs> Sixty-five he, pounds. No, he's about fifty. <laughs> you may be 50 pounds but you play like you're 80 you know play <laughs> yeah. you know it's all up in here like yep. even when you're undersized you know you know the the guys that yep. if it's like they weren't big but they were still feared like those right people they, that just they figure have a out how to yeah you just figure out how to play football and it's kind of starts up there um a lot of it is with your form and you know keeping your feet inside your power circle and mm-hmm. hitting that timing your hits at the right time yeah but just tell them to play bigger than play bigger than what you are i mean that'll yep. get you by sometimes <laughs> other advice is avoid the big guys <laughs> <laughs> you're faster than them use that yeah 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 we'll see we'll see what we'll see what his strengths end up being but yeah you can uh kind of do both ways i i figured that out more so in college i kind of yeah bulldoze my way through high middle school and high school but mm-hmm. then when i got to college i couldn't just be like play bigger than what you are like there's, <laughs> there's a there's a 300 pound nfl prospect tackle coming at you i mean Greg, him over, just, Greg. <laughs> i mean there's a time and a place you have to do that but also it's like if you know if they if you can scan it you know if you're blowing up a hole and there's no other choice and it's goal line you're gonna have to do that crap but if yeah. it's a if it's like a jet sweep and you you see the running back 15 yards in the backfield and you got this big lurch uh rumbling out towards you he's a pulling guard and he's out yeah. and you're both in the middle of the field it might be a good idea to throw a little razzle dazzle on the big guy <laughs> to get to the little guy every once in a while i'll figure that yeah. out later <laughs> so you're saying that they they don't have 150 pound pulling guards and uh at ou like they do in high school yeah yeah you can't just you can't just literally mow through (laughs) the offensive players yeah oh god like high school was great like i mean not every time but by and large you could really bully your way to the ball carrier i mean if if you had that if you're a decent sized guy with a animal instinct like you know where the ball carrier is and they don't and you can get if you just a little bit of an edge you can blow up a guy yeah anyways Anyways, done with the football. You got me all excited there. Um, <laughs> back on the rails, dude. <laughs> I told you this show's already off the rails. <laughs> Patriot of the week. Patriot of the week. Got? My Patriot of the week is uh, Chris from Dallas. Um, oh. So Chris posted a, a big, long uh, <laughs> explanation on his uh, Twitter account that kind of caught my eye this week. Uh, really cool story. Um, t- talking about how his daughter, Avery, um, she is nine years old and 15 months ago, um, she got a lung transplant that she desperately needed. Um, you know, he goes on to say that he had to sign a paper that said that there's a 5% chance that she's going to die during this transplant. 
Um, wow. But if she doesn't have it, then there's a near 100% chance that she will die in the near future, right? So critical need for this lung transplant. Um, wow. And she, and she got it. Um, and they said in this age bracket, there's only four to five uh, lung transplants uh, that happen per year. So it's like super rare. Uh, of course, you don't yeah. have a lot of you don't have a lot of kids dying and donating their lungs, right? Um, right. So it was kind of a a perfect storm, perfect scenario um, for her to be uh, to receive this gift. Uh, it turns out that the the lungs came from a seven year old boy named Sam. Sam was from Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, and he started having seizures, um, and his brain was bleeding. Uh, he ended up going uh into emergency surgery to relieve some of that pressure and uh it was unsuccessful so uh, unfortunately sam passed away and Gosh. His, and his his parents decided to donate the organs which is how avery got hers um so it saved her life uh you know kind of turning a blessing or turning a uh such a set, a bad situation into a blessing for somebody else um which I, that's really cool yeah um it is so now, 15 months later, um, Avery's alive and well. She's she's doing great. Uh, she's, you know, on her way to leading a normal life. Um, and Chris is so touched. You know, Avery's dad is so touched by this. Um, and he's been he's been following. Uh, you know, he read up on Sam. Uh, figured out who the who the where the lungs came from. Read up on his story, and you know, kind of got to know him to the point where he felt like he knew him, even though he didn't. Um, and, uh, this week was supposed to be Sam's, uh, ninth birthday and yeah. to honor Sam's memory, uh, Chris went out and donated a kidney. Uh, he became a living donor, donated a kidney to a complete stranger. Um, wow. just said here, take my kidney, give it to whoever, whoever needs it, whoever can use it. Um, did holy that in crap Sam, in Sam's memory. So there's a lot of Patriots in that story. That's a, that's a whole lot of, you know, taking care of each other and making, making bad situations a little bit better. Right. Yeah. That's a whole lot of good there <laughs> from um, everybody. It's uh yeah. So I, I thought that was a really cool story. It really, it really kind of touched me. So that's a great one. Um, it's amazing, you know, how far medicine has came. Mm -hmm. to do all these things i mean gosh hopefully you know in the future i, I can see it like they can kind of make uh you know their own artificial like organs i mean gosh that would be great that's, for the day. that's coming for sure it, it has to be coming well within the next 100 years think about how far we came in the last 100 years mm -hmm. uh 1920 whatever to now like yeah it's literally like I mean, you know, it's something to be hopeful about and, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, gosh, I, I, it's kind of, you know, unlimited. It, it's crazy how, how far things have came. Uh, yeah. it's a great story. Great story. For sure. Are you an organ donor? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yep. Me too. Believe it or not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it's hard to think about a kid that young passing away, but it, you know, I, I mean, gosh, it's great that the parents could, in that moment of grief, you know, they I don't I don't know how it works for when a little kids and such. I feel like you have to decide in the moment because mm -hmm. uh, I don't I don't have a 
I don't have anything set up for my kids if I was put in that situation. So it's amazing for them in that moment of pain and grief to, uh, you know, do that and save some more lives. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Awesome story. Um, much better than my Patriot of the week, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> my Patriot of the week is the Florida man. Florida uh, man. 70 year old, 70 year old Florida man has sparked a controversy controversy after entering an all women's poker tournament uh david hughes um decided this because this was in the rules he's floor he he decided to identify as a woman and enter the tournament and not only was he allowed by florida law because florida he's trying to highlight the flaw in the law okay florida law doesn't prohibit males from entering all women's poker tournaments this is this is just a a loophole and he decided he wanted to bring that to light being the patriot that he is this is not about money this is not about (laughs) money not at all whatsoever david hughes entered the tournament and beat the eight other 82 women as a woman he identified as a woman while he was playing and he took home the the prize of five thousand five hundred and fifty five dollars, and then Texas hold him no no limit uh, reentry tournament. And then afterwards, he decided he was a man again, and, uh, <laughs> making uh, making winning that tournament, making all that money, made him feel more manly. Is that what it was? Just reminded him of his uh, masculinity. <laughs> What a so joke. I'm sure that I'm sure that <laughs> loophole is probably close is in the works of being closed immediately. Um, but it just highlights how <laughs> stupid things are. I I don't know. I, I you know I'd like to think that David has donated that prize to the effort to make <laughs> to close the loophole. But I feel like he bought like a you know entered another tournament or something. No, he bought a bunch of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the bud light relief fund <laughs> hey i thought we was done talking about this hey i can still make jokes here and there <laughs> oh man yeah i'm sure he might have donated to some of the distributors that are have saw a lack of anheuser-busch distributors that have suffered a uh gosh what they call it in COVID, uh, economic uh, relief. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> the stimulus. Stuff. Yeah, the stimulus packages. I saw that Bud Light was, or not Bud Light, Anheuser Busch was. Uh, I, I saw an article where they're actively like they were giving their distributors like relief, like a stimulus relief for their <laughs> mistake. That's that's the point it's gotten to. I wasn't going to mention it. But... It is crazy. Um, so. For real talk, this week, we wanted to talk about the power of being poor. And then, honestly, you know, me and you both, I mean, people see my last name and know my fa- what my family's done and been about around the, around the county. People know Lubergs, and I kind of get a bad rap just for my last name. People think, oh, you come from money. You know, my family's been in the construction business for uh, since 1948. Um, you know, 
you would think Luberg's have money just just by just by grace, just by you know the family lineage lineage, but that's not true. And it's something I actually, <laughs> it's something I actually cherish. I didn't, I didn't at the time, um, you know, but I wasn't, I'm not, I don't own Luberg Inc. I work for Luberg. I work for my family, uh, tooth and nail. Um, and, but I grew up with my dad going through a divorce and he completely had to start over. And I was living with him through that and by, you know, by association, we grew up poor. <laughs> he had to start over. We, I, I think I've told this story before. We all were, we were at the point we we're all sleeping on the same mattress. Uh, you know, the uh, amongst other things, I don't want to dog my childhood and act like you know mine was worse than anybody else's. But he kind of, and I think he kind of edged it on as well. But we grew up. By all means, in my brain, I thought we were poor. <laughs> now, that might not have been true. So there is a very right. big difference between being poor in your brain and actually yes. being poor. Yes, but my dad <laughs> wanted me to think that. And that, yeah. and, that, and that's a gift that he you're, gave me. You're not poor. Your dad was yeah. not poor. Your dad was no. cheap. <laughs> true. But I thought we were poor. Um, so, and, so, and I kind of wanted to start this off by start this whole conversation off by let's let's define like what we're like what are we talking about when we say you know poor uh you know honest obviously kids in third world countries and their basic needs yeah. are barely being like i'm not going to disparage or talk about situations like that like extreme poverty um gosh i i think you could probably in somehow some way paint light of that and flip it around and make it positive. Uh, if you went through extreme poverty, now that's not what I'm talking about. Um, that's not what I've. I. I mean, I don't say I wish I went through that either. But um, my, I do know a lot of people who grew up a lot. Let's do a quote mark poorer than me. Uh, like my mom. Yeah, like um, everyone we went to high school with. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, like my mom. Uh. Her mom, my my grandma, um, was a factory glass worker, single mom. She had six kids, and she worked at a as a, a production line worker at a glass factory. Now that's a lot poorer than I grew up. And she would tell me stories about how they would split uh, one can of tomato soup amongst the six kids. They're they're so watered down, and that's how they'd eat dinner like most nights. One can of soup poor. You know, I'm lucky enough I wasn't that poor, but yeah. uh, we, growing up in southeastern Ohio, we're around a lot of poverty. Uh, and sure, and I, there are things. If you want to be a glass half full kind of guy, there's a lot of positives to take away from growing up. You know, without a bunch of money in excess, right? I and mean, that's kind of what we're gonna talk about here today. So for for my family, um. You know, I wouldn't say that we were poor, right? Yeah, uh, right. we got we got by. We always had food on the table. We always had a roof over our head. Um, we never wanted for anything, but um, we certainly were not rich by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we didn't do a lot of vacations. Um, you know, the first time that I ever went to the beach uh, was my senior year when we went and stayed at your dad's timeshare. 
<laughs> so I did yeah. I didn't my family wasn't rich. We just had rich friends like you. <laughs> we went down to Daytona Beach, man. We thought, <laughs> right. we, we thought we were freaking on top of the world whenever we went to Daytona Beach and the, and the yeah. Americano. <laughs> that was fun. It but, was. But yeah, I mean, as far as you know, growing growing up like that, it's it it does teach you a lot, right? It teaches you um the importance of uh budgeting your money when you do have it, right? Um yeah. you, you have to be smarter with it. And it teaches you um, you know, the importance of hard work. Uh you have to go, you have to go get money. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. And, it, and you know, the thing that I that I learned the most from it is um you know to enjoy what you have and mm-hmm. and and who you have right um Absolutely. we you know we're we're a very tight family um you know my my family is always uh has always been pretty close and uh a lot of that is because of the struggles that we go through um and we you know we're always there for each other um we don't we don't take anything for granted and we all we all kind of went through the same struggles now my struggle like you know like we mentioned my struggles were not nearly what other people's struggles were but uh it's it's enough to to bring us together right right so the points i had that i wanted to talk about i'm just gonna roll down them real quick and then maybe we'll, we'll talk about them a little more okay in uh in depth but you know you kind of hit on a lot of these uh you really learn the value of the dollar when you're in quotes poor, you know, you're not living in excess. Uh, every dollar you make is literally, you know, <laughs> off your sweat of your brow. Like yeah. everything, every dollar you spend really means something to you, right? Okay. So you really learn the value of the dollar when you're growing up poor. Uh, I got this one. Like you said this too. You appreciate the things more when they actually work out. Mm-hmm. You're a lot more fine. Even just a maybe is good enough for you. Like when you're gr- <laughs> when you're growing up without a bunch of money, maybe is great. Like maybe is yeah. <laughs> like maybe is awesome. Like honestly, like I need I I have to actively try to do this to my kids because like when I, I I try to drill this into my wife's head. Like my kids go to the store, they like expect to be bought a toy. Uh, they yeah. and they we have a great family <laughs> and they've been very spoiled in that way. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I, I, I the getting a, a toy, toy was, <laughs> like, like that was the most like we would go grocery shopping or to Walmart or whatever and getting a toy. Like I only I only like ask a few times, but that was the most ridiculous dumb thing I could ever <laughs> say. I remember the Hot Wheels were like forty nine cents, and I yeah. used to. I remember I begged my mom a few times and she would get mad. She would yeah. get really angry if I wanted a 49 cent Hot Wheels car. Yeah. They were cheap back then. But yeah. They're then, only a dollar now, but still. <laughs> yeah. But still. And my kids want them all the time. Every time we go to the store. Hey, well, how, if you have girls, dude, they, there is no such thing as a dollar freaking fix. Like, girls don't like Hot Wheels cars. Dude, it's $20 baby dolls, and they're all $20. Trust me. Every damn, every baby doll is $20. That's the middle. So, uh, anyways, you know, the, the Hot Wheels, I would maybe was like, if I, if I could, if I could get enticed with a maybe, maybe meant 80% of the time, no, like maybe if I could get a Hot Wheels car, 
man, that would be awesome. Like, and even if mom says no, maybe next time. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be, and then when, then when maybe it would actually happen, I was extremely grateful, you know, Mm. when maybe something actually freaking worked out, you know, um, another perk of being poor you learn how to fix a lot of things because you don't have the money to hire <laughs> repairmen. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're not, you don't, you guys, your family doesn't have the income to pay, even pay for a repairman. I mean, that's pretty common. Like mm-hmm. people are really barely getting by around Definitely. here. And I'm sure you've learned a lot of things from your mom and dad fixing the car and stuff around the house. And it's like, you just learn how to fix things because you have to, which end later in life ends up being a great trait, you know, sure. problem solving, figuring right. things out. So the other thing I have is you don't waste when you're poor, you're not wasteful. Yeah, um, that's, that's something that I still, uh, it drives me bananas <laughs> when, when my kids throw food away, it drives me absolutely insane. Um, my wife's like, it's not a big deal. Just throw it away. Why would you, why would you care? And I'm like, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I honestly feel like both me and you both have done well. And I think, you know, we're, we're kind of raising our kids in a slightly better way. You know, I, I feel like I'm late raising my kids in slightly more in excess, in excess than when I grew up when I could things were tight when I was a kid. Right. Um and I feel like my wife came from a little bit more, <laughs> more money than I came from. So that's where we kind of butt heads sometimes. And yeah. uh not every not every poor people thought is good. I'm gonna get to that later, but uh these are things that are ingrained into our minds. And you know, and when you grow up, some things you have to let go. Some things you hold on to and they make you a really successful person. I mean, yeah. this is the whole conversation. Uh, but yes, the waste. Oh my gosh. It's it so wasteful, man. It drives me nuts. My dad, my dad always said, take all you want, but eat all you take. Right. And that's like, <laughs> that. that's just, that's the way that I, I make a lot of food. Eat, t- eat all you take all you want. Uh, just don't throw it away. And my kids will just, mm-hmm. they just, when I'm not even looking, they'll go over and just slide it in the trash can. And, I, <laughs> and then I find out <laughs> I, I lose my mind. I'm like, do not ever put food in that trash can. Like if so, you, if you don't want to eat it, at least feed it to the dog. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. We finally have a dog. So that's going to let me rest a little easier at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. So my dad kind of traumatized me when I was a kid believe it or not <laughs> um i he would not let me leave the dinner table until all my food was eaten and i and grant here's the thing i didn't fix my plate my dad did <laughs> it's not like i took the food but he would make me sit there i think he wanted me to get big yeah. and strong and blah blah sure. blah too but well, i never um, never had this problem with clayton <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing clayton would feel bad for me and i would ar- and bef- I figured it out eventually. I would work out this system where if I could shuffle some food over to Clayton early when yeah. I got to the sit down, you have to, you know, I wouldn't get to the point where I'd be sitting there <laughs> and not able to keep eating. Like yeah. I could manage, but I would, and Clayton would help me out with this because he's my, he's my bro. And because he was hungry. Would- and he's a big boy and Clayton, see the, what happened was Clayton just kept getting bigger and I was just like <laughs> Stay, I was yeah. like staying the same and dad's like what's wrong with Craig like, yeah. 
<laughs> Why does his legs look like literally look like chicken legs? <laughs> yeah, I was the Clayton of my family. <laughs> Clay- Clayton's getting chonked up, man. So, but we figured out how not to waste. But yeah, gosh, I ah uh, even at restaurants and stuff. But I figured this out how to you know get pies. I just I put less on my plate now because I can I can see jess and the kids not finishing their food at restaurants i just i like barely order anything when i go out to eat now i was like you just eat the leftovers i'm gonna eat the scraps i'll get me a bud light no (laughs) (laughs) just prey on the scraps yeah no a miller light yingling pbr (laughs) anything but bud light this is old craig talk but down the list um so when you're poor you're a lot more careful with where you spend your money. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you have when to money, be. when money is so limited, you know, you have to be so much more careful because, and, and it really puts your pulse on the waste, especially monetary waste. Like I, I feel, I see this a lot. You can tell when people didn't grow up like that in the business world, because they're just so quick to throw money directly down the freaking toilet like it's nothing and and i feel yeah. like a somebody who's grown up poor is a lot more careful they're really just not gonna waste and they can see waste a lot mm-hmm. easier it's like blaring it's like the dad with it's like you know my family was like the light switch nazis like you know you can't <laughs> you can't leave the light if you left the lights on when you left the house you were like freaking <laughs> nearly um <laughs> expelled from the home like that is the most ridiculous thing you could ever do like you left the you left the light on you left your closet <laughs> light like feel so bad feel shamed in my family and it's like well freak jess like leaves lights on like no other and now i'm the light nazi at my house but um probably you know, co- it's probably like, cost you like 30 cents a month <laughs> <laughs> but it's like easier to see ways to, i yeah. mean when you're when you grew up on pens and needles about money like you grow up and you you can see it Mm -hmm. uh even in it and not necessarily in that same frame not like the lights i mean maybe maybe but like maybe there's something sucking power at your work like crazy if you just unplugged it say you know there's there's industrial type waste that Mm -hmm. is just not seen and then when you're so (laughs) when you're one of those poor people all grown up you it's easier to see i mean that that is a positive spin you can take on that and you kind of see the world for what it is more like you you can see how to make money you can see what people need you can see what lower class people actually spend their money on and when you grow up that way Mm -hmm. and you can see how people operate i feel like when you grow up when you're richer and you're never in the trenches with these people you don't see you know what they do i mean that's another positive of growing up poor um Another big one I have is you learn how to entertain yourself without spending <laughs> money. Yes. <laughs> I yes, feel like, absolutely. you know, once Mike. you step up into that next uh, class, fun is spending money. But when you're lower class, you're going to have to figure out ways to have fun without spending any money. And for some people that didn't grow up that way, that's hard. Yeah. It's not. And it's not for me. Yeah. You want to talk yes. about that one some? <laughs> yeah. So my kids, their idea of fun is, hey, let's go to Legoland or the trampoline <laughs> park. And like, dude, that costs money. You don't realize that costs money. 
And <laughs> for me, when I was a kid, let's go play in the creek and chuck rocks at things, right? Wow. <laughs> How far can who can throw this rock farther? I bet I got. I bet I can throw it farther than you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Watch how many times been... I can skip it. <laughs> when we were kids, when we had no money. We'd have to figure out where the other kids lived, and I found you about a mile away. Yeah, I figured out where you lived, and I was like, "Well, I live over here, and I have a creek over here. If mm-hmm. I if I call Jake, I think he could walk over here." Yeah, <laughs> or and you guys, I can go find all of these uh, street signs that are laying alongside the road and put them in Jake's yard. <laughs> when we were in school and even today you know we would find ways to have fun without money yeah. and it was great it was it was it was awesome but um i figured out where every kid lived in the two mile radius of me and i could yeah call their i mean this is a different world that i'm talking about it's an extinct <laughs> world but yeah i didn't would have call- cell phones or texting just call their house phone I would just show up. I would just walk. I would just walk through the wood. My parents did not care what what me or Clay did. Like we would walk through the woods and over yep. to, you know, I know Dylan lives over here, and I know uh, Luke Brooks lives up that hill, and I know Jake lives through the tunnel across the state <laughs> highway over there. Eventually, I stay. I started straight. We'd stray out. Gosh, that was pretty far when I think about it in hindsight. But I would like cross a highway to you know find yeah. my friends and figure out what to do. And we, we, uh, we'd throw rocks and uh, steal road signs and <laughs> what we catch minnows all day, have crawled ad mm. fights. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Pipe bombs. <laughs> <laughs> we get our hands oh, on some. Allegedly. Black... <laughs> <laughs> we get our hands on some black powder and blow stuff up. <laughs> oh man. But we yeah. really got creative even after, you know, we got our driver's license. Uh, still didn't have money, uh, but you figure out how to have fun without spending all your money. Yep. And then one, you know, another lesson, you know, my dad instilled in us. But we didn't have – here's what my dad did for us uh, to make us think, you know, because we were poor. We were kids. If we weren't spending his money because, he, mm-hmm. you know, it was his. And you kids can <laughs> – he bought Clay, when Clayton turned 16, I, even before actually. Um, <laughs> when I before I we had wheels, dad would not not give us money, but every time it snowed, he'd give us a snow shovel and he'd, he'd drop us off at random neighborhoods and sa- he'd say, Go see if you can shovel some driveways, <laughs> <laughs> or <did> you, <laughs> you know, yeah. or we'd be splitting firewood. Touch um, of the hustle. He taught us to hustle. And um, he, when he finally got Clayton a truck, when Clayton turned 16, he said, I'm buying Clayton a truck. And he said, you boys can, you might as well just get this in your head right now. You are to never ask me for money again. <laughs> and that's what, and that's how we live. And that's what we thought. Yeah. And, I'm, and we're sitting there like, well, 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 what do you, what do you mean? He said, he said, if a man has a truck, a man can make money. And that's true. I mean, it is true. Yeah. So then we spent the rest of our days. If we really wanted to do something, we would cut a load of firewood or we would, what we've really got on to doing is every spring we would do landscaping. Yep. Mulching. Um, mulching. And you, I'm sure you got rung into this a few times. And that, then times. we started 
getting a bunch of jobs and then we'd pay our friends to help us. And, yep. you know, we, as soon as Clayton turned 16, we had to figure out how to make money. And then we figured out mm-hmm. the more money you have, the more fun you can have and the more <laughs> jobs you get, you can pay your friends to help you. Like, yeah. and then it's like, then the work's not like, as hard. <laughs> this, this is the becoming an adult part. Yeah. You kind of have to let your poor ways. All these, all these things we're talking about help you, um, help you when you decide you want to flip the switch and not be poor anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can just live in your poor ways and stay poor and just these are survival mechanisms. Mm-hmm. But then when you decide, you know, later that you're entering big boy world um, and you're not poor anymore, you're you're an adult and er- your life is up to you. You know, all these things, the way you grew up and all these these I, I see them as tools um, can help you. But you got to decide you don't want to be poor anymore for these lessons to help. I'm just sure. saying, like. You can be poor forever and yeah. be in survival mode forever. And some people know, are okay with it. Some people, some people live that way, and they just that's that's all they want to do. They don't want. They never really care if they get more. So I'm not saying I wasn't poor after that moment, but me and you both have this in common. Then I got to go be the poor kid at college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about what fun. Yeah. Yep. So I I you went to Columbus. Being- <laughs> I went to Columbus. Uh, you know, moved into the dorms, lived there for a year, kind of not much money there. Um, <laughs> and then when I, uh, when I moved off campus, I moved into a house with a bunch of guys and I got the basement room. Uh, but yeah, cause you're uh, a poor kid. <laughs> well, cause I was, the, they had all lived together the year before and I moved in. Right. So I had the, the bedroom that was vacated. Um, thank but, God. Yeah. So then, so then I moved in after that, I moved in with Austin and we got a shed and that was sitting in an alley in somebody's backyard. <laughs> you got a garage to rent. We, we got a garage that they had put a bedroom and a bathroom in and a kitchen <laughs> and the rent was $500 a month. We split Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because it, it had just enough room for two beds for, it had like a small little closet that, like a walk-in closet that you could put a bed in um yeah. and it had a bedroom and a kitchen and a living room and a yeah i mean it, it was it was just barely big enough to live in we lived there for two years paid 500 bucks a month <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that that place was rough but it was rough we thought we thought it was awesome but hey it was ours <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, cool i I'd and it gave us it gave you. us more money to do other things <laughs> right to survive up uh, to buy your books <laughs> so when i was the poor kid in college um you know you spent the you spent the first couple of years forced to go in the dorms um and they they loved giving you the federal loans and everything you need to accomplish sure. that but it kind of changes when you enter your junior year that yeah. government money's pretty much dried up uh, you, then you're searching for when you're the poor kid, you're searching for any other loans that you can do and trying to make the smartest decisions. And, and most of them, you have to get somebody to sign like a, a co-signer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I remember all my money had dried up, like my, all the easy money was gone and I was entering my junior year and my parents were still de- dealing with some divorce stuff. Uh, neither of them are quite back on their feet and they couldn't help me anymore. And I was balls deep into college and guess what? 
you're not they're like craig you're not getting approved for any more loans and i i couldn't go i couldn't get anybody to get me a loan and mm -hmm. um clayton either and that's really when uh the side all these hustles and mechanisms i've used to survive it was time to 10x them just to get by to pay tuition and rent and i found myself like i i was playing football at the time as well so <laughs> I don't even know how we balance it all. I, I, part of me just enjoyed it because it's just the way I lived. And I I survived, but it was the way I grew up that, you know, I mean, I was still the poor kid, but no one really knew it. No one had to deal with all these other things. I mean, some people had jobs, and but I wanted to play football. And yeah. uh, I didn't have time to go literally work the hours it took to make freaking, what, $10 an hour or whatever. Yeah. what what they pay college kids you know nothing not, not um, much <laughs> i really started flipping textbooks a lot mm. uh that was a big thing Th so amazon was just yes. really firing up when we were in school and i would see like you see in all, all college campuses you see like cash for book stands I'm like oh, what yeah. are these guys doing and i'm like oh they're buying people's books and then they're flipping them and selling them to the kids mm. that are signing up next semester yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to start doing this. I was <laughs> buying books like crazy. Everybody in my class, every class I was in, I'd buy everybody's books. And then I'd sell them on Amazon. And I <laughs> yeah. I would make rent that way. Yeah, like we crazy. did that. I, I honestly like kind of forgot about that. That was my main. <laughs> I remember the first package that I shipped to Amazon. Like I didn't even know how to ship a book. I was like, how do I package this? Because I, I, was, I was actually so broke that I um I didn't even like it didn't even occur to me. I needed to like buy packaging supplies. So I'd like, <laughs> I'd like, but I like, I, I just didn't know how anything worked. Cause I was like, I'd mm -hmm. never done it before. Yeah. Uh, and, and the internet was new and everything was new and e-commerce online. Everything was new. And mm -hmm. I like wrapped the, I remember the first big book. I like wrapped it in co computer paper at the library and put a bunch of tape around it. I think it got lost in the mail. I packaged <laughs> it so bad. <laughs> and I was distraught because yeah. like that was like, I was literally living on pins and needles, like waiting for my PayPal to go through to buy food. It, it was awful. Uh, but I ended up figuring out a way and, uh, buying and selling textbooks is literally was my lifeblood. And then that later fell into, uh, vintage video games. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. That was a real big, uh, yep. Everybody in the, Everybody around campus was uh, we everybody would like to play like the N64, Super Smash Brothers, Mario yep. Kart. It's like everybody's drunk, yep. drunk fun. Uh, when we were in college, and uh, I remember I was I would gamble, I would bet kids, you know, that I would beat them at Super Smash, yeah. And I, I would constantly because I was really good at it. Um, <laughs> and I remember this one kid eventually he ran out of money, and I was like, well. I was like, okay, well, we're done. You don't have any money. Like, I'm not going to bet you anymore. And then he started betting me his games, like his other games. He didn't <laughs> want to sell the game we were betting on. But he's like, well, what about this? Like, he went, he wanted to bet all of his other games. I was like, well, I don't really don't know if it's worth anything, but let me like look it up. Uh, I was like, oh, this game's worth like twenty bucks on eBay. Yeah, I'll bet you a Mario Party. Like, I'll beat you yeah. in super, and this game is Super Smash. So then I remember I took all of his games, and I was like, well, now I got to figure out how to sell these, and. I, Sold them on eBay. I was like, man, there's there's actually a lot of coin in these in vintage yeah. games. So then I started selling. I put like Facebook ads out, or not Facebook, Craigslist ads out, and we ended up getting a bunch of people like looking for games for us and 
textbooks and everything. I, we would call them. We had a name for these people. I would call them something. Uh, me, me and Clayton had people that would go out and look for these things for us. We had a term mm-hmm. for them. I, I forget. And it wasn't sponge. It was like, um, <laughs> they're like scouts. Yeah, pretty much. They were, yeah. and we would pay them. We'd pay them like a commission, you know, we'd like, sure. Oh, I'll pay you. Yeah. Bring me, bring me a sack full of the games and I'll freaking give you like 50 bucks. Like, you know, I'd say, what do you got? <laughs> it was like a drug dealer <laughs> items. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, and that's how I made it through college. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. You know, and that was just a, of something that spurred from my childhood. And I continue it today. I feel like it made me a entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, now you buy ducks. Yeah. Now and, I, base, and baseball yeah. cards. <laughs> I, I'll buy. I still, that's still part of what the things I do, but it's at sure. much higher stakes. Yeah. Um, I, well, you, have more, you have more money now. I have more money now, and I do that at much higher stakes. And we still, we'll still do the service things, and we're we just got into the flagpole sales. Yeah, the freedom vest, and on and the podcast, all these things. I'm starting to group parts of my life into together, and we're building, you know, True Patriot podcast. Uh, True Patriot. I changed the name of uh, Freedom Vest LLC to. I don't know if you saw this, but True Patriot Industries. Oh. Because Freedom Vest is a great product. Sure. And I love it, and I'm passionate about the product, but Freedom Vest is not a company. It's a product. Yes. It's not. It's ne- It's never going to stand on its own, uh, but it, it's a great product. But from here on out, I guess this is my official announcement, I guess, but I, <laughs> I did this without telling anybody, but – uh, the top company here is True Patriot Industries, and True Patriot Industries sells products. Freedom Vest is one of those products. Yep. True Patriot Podcast is uh is one of those under, products. Is one of those products. <laughs> uh, we're selling. I don't. I we really didn't make a name for our flagpoles, but we're also selling commercial grade flagpoles, and that's really been a great thing for us. Everybody needs a flagpole, and everybody needs a flagpole that looks good. You can buy one on Amazon or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, uh, those telescoping, you screw them together, they all look like shit. And like once they're a year old, they're like bent and look like they're falling over. You can buy that, but it looks like crap. Uh, we're our goal is to be a top distributor of made in the USA single piece commercial grade flagpoles, and I I'm really excited about it. Uh, I think it's yeah. a Something we can sell to everybody. It's hard to get somebody to want to work out and uh, have a self-defense product like that. That's a really knit customer. Uh, I'm really excited about the flagpoles and whatever else we bring under the True Patriot umbrella. Um, I'm just jazzed up about it. So there's my yeah. plug for that. You need a flagpole, dude. <laughs> yeah, I do need a flagpole. My neighbor has one. I just need to get one taller than his. Yeah, you need a bigger, better. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. his is nice. Uh, I think it's like, I think he said like twenty five feet, maybe twenty feet. Somewhere in is there. it is it one solid piece? Yes. Or is it screwed? I, oh, I, I think it's one solid piece. Well, the thing about it, he's is, got yeah, a light. Need, he has a light underneath it that shines up on it. So at nighttime, you definitely need a bigger, better flagpole than your neighbor. Duh. Like, yeah. Everybody does. Yep. Right. We got you. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> we we got anywhere from fifteen to a hundred feet. So, uh, we, I can, if you shoot me a message, uh, I can message you our 60 day price list, depending on your proximity to us. 
you know, we can install it. Um, if you own a business and want to, you know, possibly sell fly pools in your area, we are, our goal is to be the top distributor in the Midwest or the country. We will help you out. So it's a great thing to do and spreads patriotism. That's the whole point. I like spreading patriotism. That's the yeah. whole brand. Absolutely. That's what we're doing here on the pod. So, yeah. I, uh, I think somewhere there we exited the real talk, but <laughs> <laughs> probably when you started advertising. but seriously like that that was all i had to say um you know uh these lessons uh you can grow up your whole life not having money and then Mm -hmm. shaking your fist at the sky saying why am i so poor or you uh, there's one day you can decide to flip the switch and use these lessons the, the point of the real talk is there's power in being poor. Like it's actually a blessing. Like some kids never get to, some people grow up, never experience any hardship. Don't ever have to figure anything out. Yeah. They never earn the hustle. They're cast off into the real world. Mm -hmm. And you know, they, you, you actually growing up poor, have a leg up on the rich kids. Granted, you may not have the, you know, financial uh, fluidity that they do, but you can sure as hell build it. You can mm-hmm. build your credit. You can get you a credit card and don't use it like a rich snob. Use it like a poor person and pay it off every month and build your credit. And then when you get good ideas, you'll have the ability to fund them. Mm-hmm. And you know, don't act like a rich snob. Just act like the poor person in a rich world, and you'll you'll do great. Uh, there, you earn a lot of tools growing up with what we just talked about. Yep. It's a blessing, and I'm I'm grateful for it. Um, and people start off way less off than me, and you know they're powerful. I think, I think people that know you are going to understand what you say, what you're talking about now, um, and how you you know you gain the hustle from always always trying to pull some scheme and uh, always out there <laughs> doing something, right? Uh, you and Clayton both. But I think That's when never. they when they when they first uh, hear you say that I grew up poor, they're going to laugh at you, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really understand though. I mean, like I said, people hear the Luberg name and they associate it with money, but I'm telling you, even my dad grew up the same way, you know, his dad never handed him nothing. Uh, actually, you know, he argued, you know, he made his life really hard on purpose and, my my dad did the same to me, and I guess I'm gonna do that to my kids now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have girls, you know. Mate, you know, loopers are hard on their sons. I mean, that's just mm. how it is. So I'm grateful for that. Um, yeah, you wouldn't understand. And people looking on the outside, looking in, think Luberg man must be nice, must be easy. But let me tell you, it's it's not. <laughs> I sound like a pussy even saying that, but. <laughs> <laughs> how you think how you think you learn how to hustle man like you you just <laughs> yeah. you just don't unless you are in it and you really have to be in it yeah yeah uh that's all i got dude yeah let's move on okay um well current events i don't have much i'm not allowed to talk about bud light anymore so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had uh, trump uh, like a, he's like a convicted rapist now. What do you think about that? Something like that. Now, I don't think it was. <laughs> these weren't criminal Six. charges, right? They were. 
civil it was a civil suit right yeah i, I no one really knows so like, like to say he's a convicted <laughs> rapist he's not um, he's not a rapist he's, he's a not sexual to, abuser he's not going to jail this is like a um he, he owes her money he owes her money because he harassed her kind of thing yeah uh the girl's kind of like a loon i don't get it no one does and it doesn't make any much sense you know i, I so to me i'm not sure how in today's day and age how it is possible regardless of what the case is about what the charges are i don't see how donald trump can get a fair court case <laughs> anywhere in america he is such a polarizing figure that everyone either loves him or hates him they're either going to like you can't find 12 people in the country to yeah to sit there and not let Where, their emotions you, about the man dictate yeah. their the how the hell does donald trump get an impartial jury <laughs> there's Please no tell way me how. <laughs> i don't and honestly i don't know that he can go anywhere in the world because he's he is become that that level of a polarizing figure i don't know that he i mean you'd have to take him to like these tribes in africa that uh that like don't have the internet or something i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean that's that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> like literally anybody with the internet has an opinion on donald trump right you either like him or you don't and then right. that's that's gonna sway into anything you think about him yeah yep absolutely yep. <laughs> what a polarizing dude Yep. I'm wondering, so is it Trump DeSantis? They're running against each other for the primary. Is that correct? Uh, I think DeSantis said no. I think he backed out and he just wants Did to stay he? governor of Florida. So I don't know. We'll uh when we get closer yeah. to election time, we'll we'll give an well, I feel I feel like that's the right move for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the point in dividing the Republican Party? Um Somebody's going to. Well, you're going to have a hard time beating Trump. Uh, I think that's just the fact. I think so, especially because, uh, you know, for the Republican people, primary, even people from his home state are big Trump fans, right? Yeah, he's probably going to make people from Florida mad for uh, <laughs> uh, being Trump. You know, eventually, yeah. you know how these politics get, you know, in the. Yeah. Republican primaries, you know that you're compet, you're competing. And you're, no one wants to, you know. I I I think re- Republican the Republicans that are aspiring to be president in the future are just going to get out of Trump's way because that <laughs> probably, you know. probably, most probably. Likely. All right. So the only other current event that caught my eye this week, being a big time video game nerd in college, you know, mm-hmm. like we've. Kind of went through uh game master. Um, the last time a Grand Theft Auto came uh game came out was in 2013. Okay. When I was in college, about 10 yes. years ago. Yes. Uh, which talk about growing up and not not just poor, but growing up in the two thousands. Um, you know, we're nineties babies, uh we're yeah. born early nineties. Uh any kid growing up in that time era was bound to be playing some Grand Theft Auto. Had it, to, man. <laughs> it, not not only the kids, I think it, it kind of spewed into the older the adults, I mean, yeah. And it what a 
and it really sparked a lot of outrage and change. And... <laughs> it that was, was really, it was a crazy game. <laughs> you, you can do some you, wild stuff on there. If you really want to pinpoint the the start of the downturn of America, <laughs> look no further than the release of Grand Theft Auto Three. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Um, I'm sure it did cause quite a few crime waves when it first came out. Like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, <laughs> let's, fun. let's car let's carjack and kill prostitutes. Dude, it's yeah. so easy to car to could, all, you, all you gotta do is open the door when they're at a red light and throw we them can out. do this. <laughs> we can do this all day long. <laughs> all you gotta but do any, is go into a paint shop for five seconds. <laughs> but anyways, Grand Theft Auto 6 is in the news. Um, I don't know if you anybody knows much about about it but it they're returning to vice city uh it's going to be set in miami yeah. just like uh the second grand yeah. theft auto on ps2 the grand yep. theft auto vice city mm -hmm. so it's returning to miami well the total cost it is grand theft auto 6 is on track to be the most expensive video game ever produced which is not surprising no um but production and marketing costs are going to be uh, they're estimated to uh, finish out around one billion dollars. Man, you think they're going to gonna make... have some uh, some like VR levels or something like that? <laughs> That'd be cool, dude. I don't even know. Like, uh, anyway, the the game is set to come out either in twenty four or twenty five. Like, I don't mm -hmm. even know. I mean, I don't pay attention to this stuff very much. I don't even know what the current consoles are. Um. You know, I had an Xbox One, which is that I think that's about obsolete now. I think so. I don't know what the current Xbox is. I'm pretty sure we're on PlayStation Five, though. The the new models, like you just have faster processing speeds and stuff, right? You know, I, I'm not super geeky in that, but dude, you best believe when Grand Theft Auto Six comes out, this old gamer is gonna come out of the. <laughs> I'm gonna come out of the woodwork and. And get get me some GTA Six time. There's no yeah. doubt. Why not? I've, I mean, I haven't played a game in years. Like, I mean, I think I played Red Red Dead Redemption, which is like uh, Cowboys Grand Theft Auto. Grand, yeah. Oh yeah. I played <laughs> yeah. I played some Call of Duty, but you know, by and large, ever since I had kids, that that's pretty yeah. much came to a screeching halt. <laughs> I want to get I want to get one when uh, the new NCAA game comes out instead. Oh yeah. That's, that's supposed, to, the... supposed to be next year. We'll see. Wow. Dude, what sucks is, so that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I might have to, I remember I used to love the Dynasty mode. Like, the, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there was something about it uh, that was so fun and replayable, and I don't yeah. know why. I I don't know. But, every, I mean, everyone that played it agrees. It's, it's just a classic <laughs> game. Dude, you, you just be doing that dynasty for years, recruiting <laughs> players, and like, yeah. oh, I got a five star. I just, <laughs> I, I just took a. It was the fun schools to freaking back then. I mean, you know, you take some trash school with a cool mascot and logo like FIU, like like I just, OU. I, hey, come on, man! <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> I was gonna say FAU. <laughs> And you just take them from the. Well, that's more realistic one. than OU. <laughs> what? Well, back in the day, <laughs> the last time, the last, the last game was what? Who was on the cover? It was um, gosh, um was it Gen Denard Robinson? 
It might have been. It was. I mean, it was 2014, right? I don't know, but it was really fun to take a, a team in the dynasty from zero to hero. And yeah, anyways, yeah, I, I'll was, probably it do was that Denard too. Robinson. We might have to fire. We're gonna have to buy new consoles. For all oh yeah, yeah. Gaming news. Get, well, Gary's getting close to that age anyway, so uh, I, th- Gary, I figure look, NCAA is gonna be perfect for him oh gary look what santa brought you (laughs) yeah (laughs) hey hey let me get in here kid (laughs) well that's why that's why we get two controllers right yeah (laughs) i don't think i can get away with that with my girls (laughs) (laughs) oh my god ncaa football 2023 for christmas Anyways, looking forward to that. The next yeah, next fun. couple years. Gosh, what a long law. Like in I remember those Grand Theft Autos that used to pump them out like every mm-hmm. three or four years. This has been a huge gap. Yeah, but I think they're probably gonna make a lot of upgrades and improvements. Well, maybe all the freaking scumbags, they can go back uh, instead of committing all these freaking crimes in real life. They can go back, back to, to <laughs> doing it on Grand Theft Auto like they used to. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, dude. What do you got for what the crap? What the crap? I got two of them this week. Um, okay. The first one. Um, so Taylor Swift is on her tour. She's uh, out there having concerts, you know, big ticket. Uh, she crashed Ticketmaster. People were upset. She couldn't. They couldn't get tickets to her concert. Well, uh, this person I, uh, hate Ticketmaster. Just yes. for the record, yeah, yeah. Well, I think them. I think we're both on record here of saying Ticketmaster sucks. Monopoly. Um, yeah, they suck. Um. So this person did get uh, tickets, and they went to a concert. Um, and they have now put their contact lenses up for auction. Uh, on this website, uh, Depop. Are you familiar with Depop? It's a no. it's a, a auction website. They sounds put their, like satire. <laughs> they put their they put their uh, contact lenses up for sale for ten thousand dollars starting bid, and they said that these contact lenses are in good condition, even though they've been used. But they have seen the Taylor Swift tour. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That is. You ridiculous. Think they, does it have any bids? Or is it just... No, uh, the website has since taken it down because it's a uh, what a joke. Dis- disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that? Well, that was the last one that got taken down. We were talking about it was the sand of which <laughs> from Tom, Tom Brady's, Brady's yeah retirement <laughs> announcement. Yep. Which he's still retired. Is that correct? He is. He's actually uh, he. The rumors are this week that he uh, is in negotiations to buy part of the Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll see. That, dude, that would be awesome to see a Tom Brady <laughs> owned friend. That could, well, I could see that. Have you seen their current owner, Mark Davis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he looks if, like the Chucky the Chucky doll all grown up. <laughs> yes. If if anybody out there has not seen what the Raiders. Uh, owner looks like go out there and google mark davis raiders it's man that guy is he's a creepy dude um but 
you know, his, his dad was one of the like main owners uh, that helped develop the NFL and make it what it is. And then his dad passed really? away and he inherited the team. So that's how he got to, to be the owner. Right. Uh, all time, awful haircut. Guy. <laughs> all, yeah. all time, awful. haircut. Like he could not pick a worse haircut to make. Anyways, I'm, I'm not about shaming people for their appearance or anything, but just Google Mark Davis Raiders. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> uh, my second one. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, birth control, hormone therapy, um, you know, they've kind of been on the rise, right? Uh, people mm. taking estrogen uh, for whatever reason, right? Oh, are you um, getting on the transphobia game? No, trans- I mean, it, it's, okay. it's birth control. It is, uh, you know, women who with birth defects, they can, you know, use these, these uh, treatments to, to properly grow, right? Okay. Uh, anyway, they're when they take these pills, the their body doesn't use it all. Uh, so there's leftover estrogen uh, that leaves their body um, when they go to the bathroom. Okay. So that, of course, goes through the sewer system. It gets cleaned, and then um, the treated water gets put back into our rivers and streams and lakes, right? And and public water systems. Yeah. Yeah. So. The problem is that the current treatment method does not remove this extra estrogen. So it's still in the water and it goes into the streams and it's making the fish more feminine. And they found fish, male fish with eggs in their testicles. Cheesy Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Where, where do they find this? I I don't even know. Uh, it, it's, they said it was, uh, the U S and Canadian scientists are working on, um, a better, uh, dude, like a, a better method of sanitizing the water to get rid of the estrogen during the treatment. They they're using uh, hydrogen peroxide. Well, obviously this has to happen in like, uh, places with dense human population. Uh, that, yeah, I would uh, think so. Uh, like big cities. Um, but still, even on a micro level, wow, holy crap, isn't that crazy? <laughs> this isn't what the crap, this is a current event. This is <laughs> deal. this is uh, this is our Alex Jones moment, dude. They're turning uh-huh. the fish gay, <laughs> they're turning the frogs gay, <laughs> they're, tur- they're turning them transgender. Now they're turning the fish into trannies, <laughs> they're turning the fish into trannies. <laughs> With all this, <laughs> am I about to get sued? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know maybe. It does hey, sound like Alex Jones. <laughs> it sounds like I just say it was off the rails. It sounds like we need more. It's because it, I guess we're, the only way to really offset this, I feel like it's already happening. Um, we need more of these old men. They're going to probably balance it out that are all hopping on the TRT, dude. Um, <laughs> We need Liver King. <laughs> I mean, honestly, gosh, what <laughs> you know, who would who would think about that? As no, a, that's what's crazy. That's, that's as nuts. a dude. I need to drill well. I tell you that. I'm I'm tired of being on public water. I'm bathing in estrogen. Ain't no wonder I'm crying every night now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, 
That's good enough. I mean, I don't really need to say my what the craps. <laughs> Let's hear them. I'm just kidding. All right. You <laughs> want to see my what the crap? Yeah. Um. Well, my first one, there was a Florida woman. <laughs> okay. Won a uh, poker tournament. Police, <laughs> a police officer. Um, She has been arrested for reportedly stealing a credit card from a deceased man. And she used the card later to buy uh, uh, burgers at, from Wendy's. Um, she got a couple door dashes, uh, eyelash extensions, and a hotel stay before she was caught for using the dead man's card. Awesome. What the crap? <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, Peace card. Anyways, I feel like she's done with her law enforcement career. <laughs> uh, you think? Anyways, the the mugshot is funny because you can definitely see that she is wearing the, the eyelash. eyelash. <laughs> <laughs> they probably She's pulled her never... straight out of the hotel. <laughs> but she is not holding a frosty, but she is definitely wearing the eyelash extensions in in the mugshot. <laughs> oh, and then it, and then my next one. Did you see this this week? This is really disturbing. Um, we have a children's book author. Um, she's written a um, written a book uh, that covers grief. Um, uh, it's a uh, the title of the book. It's uh, gosh, I gotta gotta get the right link here. Is Are You With Me? And it's a little. It's a it shows a dad with angel wings on it, and she wrote a children's book for her kids to deal with grief because her husband had died, and she's hmm. wrote this children's book. She's like on the Today Show, NBC, ABC, all these, um, all these, um. Anyways, this is all alleged at this point. Let me get out in front of that. But she's on all these news things promoting her book and everything's the feel good story. Well, she's been charged with murdering. Oh, the husband's murdering the husband that she's written these books about. And there's a investigation going on that this woman, this woman's husband was murdered by her, uh, being poisoned, um, from fentanyl overdose. And it's, uh, she's been charged with murder. Wow. Yeah. Hey, she couldn't come up with any ideas. So she had to. I guess that was her only idea. She had writer's block. So I guess the guy had, uh, this is in Park City, Utah, but I guess the guy had mentioned to his friends, you know, if I die for any reason, you know, it's her. You know, he was worried about his wife poisoning him. And I guess uh, the way that cops uh, chronicled this, they kind of s- seen that she had attempted the poisoning but once before and it didn't work. Um, and they, they're, they're tying up text and communications from her with a drug dealer known to sell these type of drugs that they found in mm-hmm. his system. And they're, nice. they have, they have, it was a uh, first time was, uh, the, the time that killed him was fentanyl when they found in a system, which is 10 times the mm-hmm. dose that was needed to kill him. But I think the first time she tried to kill him, it was, um, you know, hydrocodone pills and that didn't work. 
and right. uh, it, it wasn't enough. She just made him feel it, good. Yeah, I, it made him sleep. I, I think he was sick. But <laughs> yeah. then the second time, she she they found a text to the drug dealer that said, "I need some of that Michael Jackson stuff," which apparently <laughs> he died from fentanyl. Uh, oh my goodness! And uh, these are the texts. This is a this is an awful story. Um, but yeah, what the crap? Wow, what the crap? And th- the the kicker is, then she writes the book, and then she's she's. She's trying to monetize off his of his death, and the reason she's doing this is, uh, the week before she was po- he poisoned her, he switched her out of his life insurance policy, mm-hmm. and uh, put his sister as the, uh, uh beneficiary of yeah. of his life insurance policy. So she was get so she thought he was gonna die, and she's gonna get his life insurance. Well, once he died, she found out he wasn't. So then. She writes the book. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I mean that uh, allegedly, but isn't yeah. that crazy? It's a crazy allegation. It is it's a crazy story, and that is a crazy story. Be going to trials soon. Yep. Wow. What the crap? What hey, the crap, man? That's why I don't don't get too much life insurance on yourself. A true <laughs> patriot tip: J- get them just enough. Be worth more to them alive. Like. Be a be a producer. Be a man of action. Do <laughs> not get a million dollars life insurance when your ass is only worth about hundred k. <laughs> yeah, just let's just be more. Don't don't uh. Was it uh? <laughs> what the heck? To the what's the saying? Don't outshoot your something. What do they say when people's um with a girl that's way hotter than they should. I'll- out kick your coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be out kicking your coverage with your life insurance policy. Or you might wind up on the front of a t shirt. Yeah. All right. Anyways. What the crap? What the crap? We got any sports update? I do. I got a couple of them. Um uh the Washington Commanders um have officially been oh. sold. Uh to Jeff Bezos, I presume. No. Uh to Josh Harris. It's a he is an investor um, that basically buys. He likes buying sports teams. Um, he owns. Uh, he's a majority owner of the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils, and he's also wow. a and he's also a minority owner of uh, Crystal Palace, which is an English Premier League team in London. Um, that's a weird name, but okay, Crystal, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Nah, that's no weird. No more weird than some of the other ones I got. Than than the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he now owns uh, the Washington Commanders as well. So he he bought them for just a little over six billion dollars. Wow! So he bought the whole thing. Uh, he he led a group of people. So he's I guess he's the lead of the wow. group that that bought them. So yeah, kind of cool. Um, nice. yeah, the other one um is Bo Jackson. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with Bo Jackson, but for those who don't know, he is a possibly one of the best athletes of all time as far as pure athletes go. Um, he was yeah. a two two sport professional athlete, played uh, football and baseball professionally. Um, just one of the all time greats. Um. Unfortunately, right. his career is cut short due to injury. Um, but um he missed 
Frank Thomas's uh, statue dedication at the University of Auburn. Frank Thomas, of course, uh, for those who don't know, uh, is a Hall of Fame baseball player, um, the Big Hurt. He played for the Chicago White Sox for a couple of decades, one of the all-time great uh, home run hitters, right? Um, I, I, sure. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who Frank Thomas is? I probably got his card, yeah. You probably do. Know. I should probably look and see if it's in there. So anyway, <laughs> Frank Frank Thomas, another great athlete. Um, he played – they both played football and baseball at – I got – what? <laughs> I got to fly in here. <laughs> I thought you were telling me to hang on. You just raised your hand and – Oh, no, no, no. There's a fly in here. <sighs> so Frank Thomas um, and Bo Jackson both <laughs> – both played football and baseball. Um, they're both two sport athletes at the University of Auburn. Um, and the University of Auburn is now putting up a statue of Frank Thomas. Um, and they had their dedication um, this week, and Bo Jackson missed it. He he was expected to be there uh, to support his, his friend, and uh, he was yeah. not there. Um, so, well, they asked him why. And he said it's because he had the hiccups. And what? he has had the hiccups. He's had chronic hiccups since July of 2022, almost a full year where he cannot get rid of these hiccups. He says, I've done everything. I've had people scare me. I've hung upside down. I drank water. I smelled the ass of a porcupine. It doesn't work. What? <laughs> he said he has tried everything since July of 2022 to get rid That's of his insane. Hiccups. Can't do it. So now he has, um, he has a procedure scheduled next week, um, to get rid Looking of him. So That's awful. <laughs> can you imagine having the hiccups for an entire year? Well, not being six... able to get rid of them? I'm looking up their ages now just because out of curiosity, Bo Jackson's, Oh, he's. I mean, it's not young, but he's only sixty years old. Yeah. Uh, so, so he went through his whole year fifty nine with hiccups. Yeah. That's awful. That'd be terrible. That's awful. <laughs> I, I mean, gosh, you know, think about messing with your sleep. Yeah. Um. Yep. Wow. And Frank Thomas, for the record, um, he's fifty four. Yeah. Because, uh, for yep. those of you like me who are, you know, just uh, just uh, trying to follow here <laughs> frank frank thomas is an all-time great baseball player he was like he was one of the best baseball players when we were kids how do you know the big frank thomas? the, the big, big hurt, hurt the yeah. big hurt so, so he's a real slugger uh what what he play in the like what, what was what was his defensive position uh first base in dh so yeah that's a big boy he's, he's a big boy mm-hmm <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a crazy, yeah, crazy way to bring up a. I did not see that coming. Once again, that I love <laughs> a year long of hiccups. Yep. With one of the one of I mean, Bo Jackson is. Uh, you know, go ask your dad who Bo Jackson is. He'll probably tell you he's one of the greatest athletes of all time, right? And yeah. Every, everybody's dad, their favorite player was Bo Jackson. Well, he was the guy on a uh, Super Tecmo Bowl that was yeah. just like the human cheat code. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, Los Angeles Raiders. Yep, just wild to think about, but okay. Went from L.A. to Oakland, 
now they're in Las Back. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you got anything else on sports? That's all I got. Okay. Uh, well, without further ado, uh, what do you think we got? Biden gaff, Trump laugh. I don't know. I'm kind so, of in the. I'm kind of in the mood for a laugh. Let's let's like, do let's do a Trump laugh. I feel like uh, this is like uh, going to be a big deal. We decided <laughs> it is a Trump laugh. Yes. New York, I want to ask you about a significant verdict that was reached yesterday. I know this is something you want to weigh in on as well. Manhattan jury found that you sexually abused the writer E. Jean Carroll and defamed her. You've denied this. But what do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well, there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out. They went up. Okay. I think think I'm I'm the only person in history who had a charge like that. And usually you you leave office. You say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to back home. I'm back home to my family and everything. I'm going to be resigned. My poll numbers went up and they went up with the other fake charge, too. Because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, very nice man. She called him an ape. Happens to be African-American. Called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wouldn't allow to put that in. All of these things. He would, but with her, they can put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This a jury of nine people who found right. you liable of sexual abuse. Do you think that, that that will deter women from voting for you? No, I don't think so because I... <laughs> I can't. Her, her, her cat's name... Was vagina, <laughs> dude? The, 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 just the way he said vagina, <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I just can't, dude. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing. How are we supposed to take any of this seriously? <laughs> it's it's he's really funny. <laughs> you want to put this show back on the rails? I think we need to for the first time. Let's get on the rails. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. Let, let's see what Gary has to say from Jesus about being poor. Did you did you do that for me? No, not about being poor. You it, it, just listen. We'll make it about being poor. <laughs> okay. Frankie said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you. My for my power is made perfect." weakness therefore i will boast all more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me second corinthians 12 9 what's that mean it means that if you have weaknesses then um you should show those weaknesses um so um you can see God's power. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> because God's power uh, is easiest to see when when we show it. Yeah. When we show our weaknesses. Yeah, when we admit our weakness. Mm-hmm. Good job, buddy. Yeah. 
He accidentally like, uh, he accidentally knocked over a cup there and it went tumbling down the stairs and <laughs> it, it threw him off for a second. Is he I was wondering what the heck that was. It sounded like he knocked a cup over in the loudest, most loudest way possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Showing your weakness. Yeah. So don't don't try to hide it. Embrace your weaknesses and uh God'll turn them into strengths, right? Yeah, it's like being authentic. Uh, yeah. People see that, like, you know, what shows how beautiful God's gifts are. Like, yep. you know, um, intent has a smell. Like when you're trying to hide something, everybody knows when you're not being mm-hmm. authentic. Like yep. it's it's really easy to see. It's actually, it, and it's hard to articulate, but people can just tell. Yeah. It, so, you know, be authentic. That's the way. That's the show. Freedom on.